Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies. I am Garrett. And I am Carson. And we are talking Spiral, the Book of Saul today, something we mentioned a few weeks back in an episode, and finally both of us got around to seeing it. Yeah, in our Oxygen episode, uh, it was not something that I was going to go see in theaters as the wife refuses to see these movies anymore. Um, It's just not (laughs) something she wants to see. Torture and all that fun stuff. Yet uh, one of our marketing partners gave us uh, some free digital downloads and then enough for us to give away to uh, some lucky fans, and we did that last week, and so we thought we'd cover it today. Yeah, and obviously we appreciate access to screeners. Uh, We appreciate being able to give things away to our listeners, so we've actually been having a fair amount of giveaways between Spiral, um, Voyagers was one, we give away tickets to Judas Judas and the Black Messiah tickets, Chaos Walking, so... 2021 has been a pretty good year for two views giveaways. Barb and Star. Barb and Star. Yes, that was another one. Yeah. Yeah. So the, they just keep coming. So, hey. Do we, keep, do we want to claim Barb and Star? Yeah. You, keep, <laughs> you keep listening uh, and following us, and then maybe you'll get some, get some goodies. Um, so, yeah. Saul. Well, Spiral, the Book of Saul. Um, let's see what Letterboxd has to say. Working in the shadow of an esteemed police veteran, brash detective Ezekiel Zeke Banks and his rookie partner take charge of a grisly investigation into murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. Unwittingly entrapped in a deepening mystery, Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. Directed by Darren Lynn Bousman, who looked like he did some movies in addition to these, but Saul 2, 3, and 4 he directed, so he's familiar with the franchise and the, the property. And the cast, not going to go very far beyond Chris Rock, Sam Jackson, and Max Mingala. So, spoiler free. Spoiler free. We talked a little bit about this in our Oxygen episode. Yep. Uh, You had seen it. Uh, You have not seen the majority of the Saws. I stopped at three, I believe. So you missed four, five, six, seven, and Jigsaw. I would not say missed. I would say I did not see... I, I don't see the Wednesday point. Once I've been missing them. Yeah, exactly. I, I I don't see the point in watching Beyond Three. So, okay. So I have them all, and have now I have now seen them all. So between Oxygen and now, I have seen Jigsaw and Spiral. So I'm, I'm all cut up. I'm our resident saw expert, I guess, uh, on this. So, uh, and I think you made a great point in that episode of where they missed the mark in this franchise why people loved the first one. And then what happened to this since then is they missed what people loved about the first one. It was the puzzles. It was trying to figure it out. It was, you know, the, the thinking person's game of how do I get out of this and kind of the, the cleverness of it, not uh, torture porn, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's not uh, that is not what people wanted to see. I mean, some people maybe, but that's not what what the attraction to the first movie was. Right. I mean, the first one, for all intents and purposes, was an escape room before escape right. rooms kind of became a thing. 
Um, so not only do you have that like claustrophobic feel, why are they here? How are they going to get out of it? Kind of thing. I mean, they, they do go beyond that room in the first one, which is fine. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting to me that they thought that what people latched onto was like the, the, the torture aspect of it, the, the gruesome killing aspect of it. Yeah. And not the puzzle. Oh, how how is this person going to get out of this? Which I guess now has, if you want your fix of that, you would watch Escape Room and Escape Room Two coming out this summer, I guess, because that's that's more of what you get there. But yeah, I, I and I love the first Saw. It's like a four star movie for me. I remember watching it on Netflix disc back in the day when it came out, and just being like totally floored. I mean, Carrie Elway's comes in out of nowhere, you know, with the saw. Like, it, it, there's just so, so much to that movie, so many layers that it's it's not your standard horror movie. And then unfortunately, what happens in all horror franchises that they like regress to the mean and just become generic horror movies. Yeah. It's, it's, you forgot who Jason actually was. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When, when you're on also movie four or five, yeah. yeah you, you forget that Jason Voorhees was a kid who drowned in a lake or Freddie was a molester who got thrown in a furnace. Like you just, and, and I mean, I, I think to those movies credits, those that actually probably works for the better, but for Saul, like I think it just loses, uh, loses sight of its roots for a to a negative effect. Well, and I think the problem with most of the movies after the first one is there was a legitimate way of you getting out, and I don't feel like they do that anymore. Uh, it's more of it's yeah. going to kill you. And this is why you're here, and you're just gonna pay for your sins, and you're you're gonna die. There's there's no real way for you to get out of this. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Um, it and I, that piggybacks on what you said before. It's not a puzzle. It's just you're gonna die. I mean, <laughs> it's like the way you get out is you kill yourself or I kill you. Like <laughs> there's no yeah. there's no real escape there. So it's sort of just like all right, you know, like. Eh. I mean, I guess that's it, not entirely true. There, there's a, there's at least the first one, the first, I guess, kill in this movie, the person could have lived. I, I can't remember all the other ones, but, you know. Well, and, and so I, I look at Seven also. You know, there was, uh, he gave him a choice in Seven of you take the pills or you live your life scarred up, you know, with the, uh, the vanity mm-hmm. sin. And she decides to kill herself. Didn't want to live that. So she kind of had this choice, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a choice, and kind of deal with it. And and there there is a bit of that in the first movie, um, but then they just get like you're. There's no way to win, and I don't yeah. I don't like that. I want someone to be clever and be able to try to figure out how to win. Um, if I cut this key out of somebody's belly, then I could win and get myself out. Right. You know. Well, and I think it touches on like an aspect of human nature which is like you have to pick between this and this and neither of these are good answers but it's like forcing you into like the most basic of human instincts right if you want to live and see your family you're going to cut off your own leg right so are you willing to do this in order to be with your family or is your you know i don't know you value your foot enough you know what i mean like it it, that's a bad one but you see what i'm saying like it it poses it, it puts humans in a position of really forcing you to decide what you want to be or do with your life in like this one little a or b decision and i felt like in this movie 
that's not really the case with with most of what's going on. It's there's no there's choices to be made, but they're at a really kind of dumb superficial level, not like the core of who you are kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and the the other thing I gave praise to in the previous episode was uh the way that they tie it all together. Um saw one through jigsaw, they made it um they made a connection of they took something from the first movie and they added it into the last movie or something along the way made it all make sense. Um, so that's why I was curious how they're going to do that with this because they didn't call it, you know, Saw 9. Mm-hmm. They call it Book of Saw. And so was this going to be anything? Was this going to reboot? Was this going to be just a side thing? And uh, so that was interesting to see what what they were going to do and how they were going to bring all that world into it or if mm-hmm. they were going to ignore it altogether. So that's what I was kind of looking forward to in this movie to see what they did. So what did you think then? I mean, without spoiling it, but like, did they succeed in your mind? Did they succeed in doing something different? Well, I mean, you, you mentioned that they had the previous movies had ways of like tying things together. Now I know this is a reboot. So like naturally it's probably going to distance itself somewhat from that world but i mean clearly they're trying to live in that world still so like i guess do you feel like when you left spiral that it it gave you that same sense of like okay like i like how they tied this in or tied it together or or no i feel like all those comments are going to come with uh spoiler okay that's fair that's fair um i personally i mean i'll stay spoiler free but i personally thought that the uh i mean it's no secret that chris rock's a cop so like I guess what I would say is I felt like I was watching a generic torture porn horror movie and then a really bad cop procedural TV show. And those things were slapped together and I never felt like, I mean, it's fine. Like it's not disjointed or anything that it all makes sense story wise, but it just felt like it was just all bad across the board. Like just low budget acting, bad script cop stuff, and then just generic torture porn stuff. So like I, I couldn't really sink my teeth into anything. And then, you know, the, the angle that they try and play with the, some of the social commentary that they do, I just felt like, I don't know. I, I can see why they would try and do it. It just didn't feel like it hit the mark. Like that. I feel like they thought they would like on paper and on a whiteboard, I could see why somebody would be like, okay, yes, this is probably going to play out pretty well with some audiences. But I think in execution, I was like, yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that didn't quite work. So you mentioned Chris Rock's acting ability in our previous episode and that you are not pleased with his performance no. in this movie. I don't see how anybody could be. <laughs> and so I had that knowledge going into this movie uh-huh. and what I observed was, so this is not spoiler, but they do have flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And with flashback, Chris Rock, they put a backwards hat on him. Oh to yeah, show that he to show that he is younger. And didn't and he have the, like just a mustache or something? Maybe. Oh yeah, they cha- changed the facial hair and they they gave him a backwards hat. Yeah, and, and then so they gave they, Sam Jackson a they, terrible mustache. Terrible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so that's how you knew you were you were back in time. Uh-huh. And so, but my observation was. Young Chris Rock was the terrible, terrible actor because he was so overacting. Sure. As a young person, like it, you're like, that's not believable. Right. You know? It was bad. <laughs> it's, like he, he was really bad as young, young Chris Rock. And then even old Chris Rock, he still looks 25. Yeah. He, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like he's this 
Danny Glover-esque cop, right. you know? And so he's not this old grizzly veteran, you know, that it kind of makes him out to be. And I feel like that's what this movie needed was that mm-hmm. kind of contrast. But he still looks 25. He still looks like a, a rookie cop. Like yeah. if you throw him in Lethal Weapon 4, which I know you just watched recently, he looks the exact same yeah. as he did as a as Butters, brand new yeah. brand new cop on the, on the beat. He's, he's the mean, same guy. He looks different, but he, to your point, he doesn't look like he would be uh, Murtaugh, which is essentially where he's at in age now. Right? Yeah. Is he... I, I, have you seen that? Is he the same age as? Oh no, I, I don't know if he is. But I mean, just do some math, right? Like you got to figure, Lethal Weapon Four came out in ninety uh, eight, maybe, um, and that was so we're talking about almost twenty five years ago. And if Chris Rock was twenty five then, and Chris Rock's, yeah, I think Chris Rock's like fifty two, and I would venture to guess Danny Glover was probably around fifty when he made Lethal Weapon Four. So. I, I'm get. I would put my. I would say Chris Rock is the same age or older now than Danny Glover was in Lethal Weapon Four. That would be my guess. So in Lethal, in Lethal Weapon One, Danny Glover was fifty years old. Holy cow! In one, in one. So that was eighty-seven. He was, so he was sixty. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. Excuse me. He he uh, was playing a fifty-year-old, but he was only forty. Okay. in that movie, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, so here's the deal: Danny Glover was born in forty-six. Lethal Weapon four came out, I believe, ninety-eight. So for the for simplicity's sake, not taking out you know months and stuff, he was fifty-two in Lethal Weapon four. So how old is Chris Rock now? Chris Rock is fifty-six. He's Chris 56. Rock is four years older <laughs> now than what Danny Glover was after four movies of being too old for this shit. Like he, no, he is 16 years older than Danny Glover when he was too old. Right. 16 years. Yeah, I know. Uh, and he looks like he's 25. I agree with you. I mean, he, he, he looks different than when he was younger, but he does not look old enough to be playing a grizzly grizzled vet. I agree with you. No. And if you told me Chris Rock was 56, I, there's no way. I, I would have bet money, like barely fifty, is where I would have put him. Right, but I mean, late, you, for, late forties at yeah. the top. Yeah, no, fifty-six, man. Those guys are getting old. Sandler, Rock, Spade, all those guys. Sandler's fifty-four. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you gotta think those guys were probably in their you know mid twenties at the least in the in the early to mid nineties, and that's thirty years ago getting there. So, like, yeah, that makes sense. And Sam Jackson, 72. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that, so, so him, I get, you, you want somebody, okay, in that age range, but he doesn't, he doesn't look it. No, he doesn't. You know? And Which so that he doesn't look That it, didn't really bother me, it. though. I mean, I, I kind of, yeah, I took that for what it was. I just think if you're, if you're trying to portray it that way. Sure. It just doesn't. Look, and the the lady captain, I don't know her name. She was yeah. older than I thought yeah, she was. That was but terrible. she looked like but she looked like she was, you know, in her twenties. She's not. She's, you know, well, mid to late forties. But the thing it, that was terrible she, about her was she was in the flashbacks and they didn't even it looked like try to de age her. They just said you're just gonna be the same age in the flashback. You're gonna have bangs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean they didn't like kick on makeup or anything. They just said, forget it. You're just gonna be the same. Uh, you know what they probably started with was we're gonna give you a mustache. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
Um, so I will agree with you that young Chris Rock was worse than current day Chris Rock. However, Chris Rock across the board was absolutely terrible. I mean, he had moments where, of course, he's doing like a Chris Rock bit. I think there's one about divorce or something like that. Fine, sure. Chris Rock is going to kill it when he's doing a Chris Rock bit. Uh, Chris Rock's also not going to be all that bad when he's cracking a joke. However, it almost felt like they felt compelled to drop more jokes because it's Chris Rock and they came at really weird times or really weird moments. But setting all of that aside, he his dramatic acting was just awful. Just truly awful. Like It, it would take me out of scenes. Like I, Chris Rock has a face that he makes. And I don't know if it's just by default funny, but it's not right for the, the the scene he's trying to play. And I just, I felt like he stood out like a sore thumb in every single scene that this just proved to me. Chris Rock cannot do this kind of movie. He cannot be a dramatic actor. Is it his squinting face? That is one of them. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of the squintiness going on. Some of it is just like, I just don't think he can act with his face. Like it never seemed like outside of the comedic moments that his face was saying the right thing in the scene. Yeah. I mean, so you're right about the bits. Like they started off the movie. Was it a Forrest Gump bit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was clearly, you know, Chris Rock doing doing something that he has. You know, it's like, hey, let, let me let me throw this in. And you're like, okay, if they do more of this stuff throughout, then I think he'd be a good choice mm-hmm. uh, for this. But they they didn't really no play to that strength of yeah. why you would cast Chris Rock. Yeah, and I thought some of the cop banter was good, like when they're first going on the ride along together, and you know he's cracking jokes and stuff like that. Some of that stuff clearly works, and I, I will not say Chris Rock was bad in those elements, but he was extremely bad outside of what I would say his wheelhouse is. So I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, just a one of the worst performances I've seen in in, in some time. I think. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good that we we know that you're going to have a high high rating on this. <laughs> do you do you have do you have a rating that you yeah. want to give? Yeah. Um, my my threshold. I've said this in plenty of episodes before. Uh, to go from a two to a one and a half, you really have to construct an absolutely terrible movie it has to look and feel low budget i mean you really have to you know shit the bed to get to a one and a half i don't think this did that i thought the editing sucked i did not really care for any of the you know quote-unquote puzzles i thought it leaned too hard on torture porn i thought the cop stuff was generic and i thought chris rock was bad and i thought it was kind of somewhat predictable so i didn't really enjoy it but it didn't cross over into that threshold of like you know you didn't competently know how to shoot a film. You didn't competently know how to, you know, create something that actually feels like it belongs on the big screen. It, it, it reached that threshold. So I, I'm at a two. Do you think if you would have seen the other Saw movies, you would have rated this higher? No, probably not. I don't think so. I mean, it is I what it is. I, especially when you say that something is a reboot, I probably would have gone in with the mentality of okay, fresh start, clean slate anyways, right? Like I'm expecting something different, different direction, different take on this universe. So, I mean, you could argue that maybe me having seen the other Saul's would have had an adverse effect because maybe I would have been expecting more of a deviation from what it got. Whereas instead, I felt like this kind of validated me where I was like, okay, well, I I didn't miss anything on Saul 4 through 9, and now I'm not really missing anything on the reboot either. So... You know, they, they can't figure out how to do anything good in this world besides what they already did in Saw 1. This is number nine. Okay, you know what I meant. 
Yeah. Right. So, no, I don't think so. So you're going to be mad at my rating? Is that what you're telling me? I don't know. What's your rating? <laughs> no, I uh, I messaged you after I watched it and uh, let you know that I loved it. And, uh, <laughs> I you, didn't believe you that for some, a second. You had some some very, very angry words coming back <laughs> at me. But no, I, I did not love it. I did not love it. It's uh, it's barely, it's actually a bad Saw movie um, compared to the rest of them, which are pretty bad. Uh, this is un- ungood. Yeah. So uh, I'm, like you said, if you want to go for a competent put together movie, I, I guess, you know, just from a technical standpoint. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I guess what I'm saying is it's not incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> Like, fully incompetent. Uh, I mean, right. Okay, so you have people that know where to stand and where to hold the mics. (laughs) It didn't look like it was made on, like, sci-fi. You know what I mean? That's what we always go to, right? Right. Like, sci-fi. It did not feel like that, which I feel like that's the area you got to get into for me to drop to a one and a half. Okay. So, then... Again, with those parameters and with seeing the other Saw movies, I am at a at a firm two. Okay, two star. It is not an average movie. It is a below average movie. Yeah. Um, I will get into more of the whys. Uh, I had issues <laughs> with most of it uh, here on the spoiler section. Uh, yeah. Uh, did we want to? Do you have any recommendation for this? Because I'm not sure I do. I do, okay. um, but I've already used it this year. Oh. Um, so I'm going to go again of what I think it should be, and I'm going to go with Cube. Okay. Um, again, it's got the gore, but it's more of a what it should be, more of a puzzle. You know, yeah. you should be trying to figure things out, but then you can still have people die in gruesome and gory ways um, and try to figure out how to get out of here, but actually have a, a thought process to it. Right. Um, I okay. think it should be more along along those lines. So I, I didn't want to say seven because seven is just a damn good movie. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and I hate, hate put, you know, a top, a top 50 movie up there all every time, yeah. you know? And so try to go a little obscure. If you haven't heard my recommendation for cube, then pretend this is new to you. Okay. Um, but I think, uh, I think cube is a good, okay. Good flick. Uh, you know, I did think Not of a cute. Too. <laughs> I did think of a couple though. So I, I clearly I've mentioned the escape room movies. I think I've, I think I've yep. only seen the first half of the first one. And I saw the trailer for the second one, so like I can't vouch for how good they are. But I've seen enough to know that mm. just conceptually, if you want puzzle-ish, fine. Um, the other one I would say, kind of along the line of Cube, would be uh, Circle, not the Circle, because that's Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. Emma Watson, but Circle. circle. So, because I mean, that's not really puzzleish, but it's still it's kind of like cute, right? It's like you 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 land in a spot and there's a, you got to figure out what the hell is going on, but it's you're not really aware of who is pulling the strings or what's pulling the strings. So, well, I think it's a good recommendation for people to see. I think it has no correlation at all to this movie. I feel like it's pretty similar to Cube. Well, we're not comparing it to Cube. We're comparing well, right, it to... but if Cube's going to be a recommendation, then why can't? Why can't Circle be a recommendation? Because if you're going to see a Saw movie, you're either trying to think of something and get some gore, and there's there's none of that in Circle. Right, but I'm you're saying it from standing, the, I'm saying it from the puzzle standpoint. In a circle. But there was no puzzle. Yes, but Saw is supposed to have puzzles. Circle <laughs> is like solving what the hell is going on. Like, why why did somebody put me in the spot that I'm in? People are dying. I want to figure out how to get out of here kind of thing. It's not really a puzzle. It's more of a social experiment. True, but... 
it's still a, it's still a puzzle that people have to figure out why they're there. They have no idea why or how they got there. Puzzles loose. Don't don't go in a circle thinking you're going to be figuring out puzzles. Um, I I think it's there's, all there's no puzzles. It's just well, more of trying to figure out what people are going to say. Well, it's it's more of you know who are we? Why did we get here? How did we get here? What is happening? Kind of thing. It's all just one big question mark. It would be like if you, did, you just expanded you. the world of puzzle movies like tenfold well, by saying, "Oh, what's happening here?" Well, no, who? but it's the it's the core of Saul One, right? Those guys are in the room; they don't know each other, they don't know how they got there. Somebody's doing something to them; they got to figure it out. It's just that Circle stays in that one room and never leaves, whereas Saul One goes outside of the parameters that, of the that room. is more of a comparison to saw one yes yes but again because we're talking about the saw franchise i would say that if you like the core of what the saw franchise is supposed to be i think circle's a viable recommendation and circle is on netflix i just passed it the other day oh so yeah it's still there still there uh, yeah i think i watched like a month or two there. ago pretty yeah. good okay uh spoilers spoilers all right let's go This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Where do you want to start on spoilers? Uh, I'm going to start at the top with uh, the intro. While I like the banter... Was this not, and, and maybe it is fresh in my head because you just recently watched this trilogy, was this not Beverly Hills Cop intro? Uh, of him undercover, and then the cops find him and going, Axel? Wait, hold on, though. I, I'm trying to, is this, It's so it's been a while since I've seen Spiral. I mean, we're going on like three or four weeks, but is this the one where... They're in like a, they do a hotel robbery and they get in like a fancy car and suits in the end and then the garage door opens and is that what, is that spiral? Yeah. The cops are there. Yes. He's he's under, he's undercover (laughs) and then, and I say like, that is, that is Beverly Hills Cop. That is the intro, the same intro and it ruins his cover for the rest of them and yep. Axel? Yeah. Like, so I immediately said, okay, we're, we're, we're going that route. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's not really a spoiler. I mean, it is a spoiler, but it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. I just right. thought that was that was <laughs> sure. worth worth bringing up. So, okay, twelve years ago, he ratted out a cop, mm-hmm. and then became a renegade. I guess right? he committed the ultimate sin. <laughs> yes, testified against other testified cops. against other cops. <laughs> twelve years ago, and he finds a rat on his desk, a dead rat on his desk. Yeah, today. Yeah. Like they've been doing this for twelve years. Yeah, very funny guys. Yep. <laughs> I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. If it was like a year ago and he just got out of the hospital from being shot in the back, and yeah, yeah there's rats on his desk. Okay, still so much years bad ago, blood. Still so lots much. Of bad. Yeah, that uh, that ruined a lot of the motivations for, between everybody in the department for me. Yeah, they cannot like him, but they were really like fresh with this mm-hmm. this wound. Yep. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I think my main my main problem with this movie is Spiral's voice. I'm gonna call him Spiral because I don't know what to call him. Okay. The bad guy's voice, the pig face. Okay. It was so ridiculously unintimidating. It the they have the pig face that they stole from mm-hmm. in the previous Saw movies, and 
it's not John Kramer's voice. It's it's that guy's voice modified mm-hmm. to this whiny little, you know, small voice. And it's like this is not scary in the slightest. Hmm. Like, why would anybody care about this? And I I absolutely hated that. Okay, yeah, I don't even that. think I paid attention to that honestly. I just You shouldn't because it wasn't scary, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't I guess I didn't really think that the other voice was overly. I don't know. I guess I just I I I just but picture in my it's head. It's raspy or, and creepy, and someone's tied me to a chair, and there's something on my head, and this creepy, scary voice is talking to you. It it adds things. Sure, I guess I just felt like it was a voice modulator thing or whatever. So I I didn't really even focus on it. I was just like, okay, yeah, it's gonna be a disguised voice because we can't know who it is. Yeah. I, I disliked all of that. Um, really took it out. And then by the time we got to the end of the movie, it this didn't need to be a Saw movie. No? It had no, it had no connection to the rest of the Saws like, no, within the movie. No. I mean, my understanding, again, have, having not seen anything past three, was just that it's a copycat. So, I mean, it's that's the extent to the connection, oh. right? But with no purpose, he was just trying to kill him. So just, just kill the cops. Well, he was trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's trying to. What did he say? Uh, he wants to weed out the bad cops. Um, but I guess he wants a, a partner in doing it. That's the whole thing. He's trying to recruit Chris Rock. Okay, but in these death traps, mm-hmm. why? I just killed them. Uh, don't know. I mean, like I, there's there's no connection. Well, to is so it, is his point like on some of them? Is he trying like the guy? I'm thinking in the very beginning. He's like you you squeal or talk too much, or whatever, so you can bite out your tongue. You know, symbolism there for you know running your mouth or whatever, so you can then live and maybe become a good cop or live and become a better person. So is he like trying to but, reform them or and or kill them so he wins either way? So, spoilers on Saw 1 through 8. John Kramer dies, like, in the second movie. Yeah. You know? And so then they have to figure out how to keep bringing back his, quote, legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to, to to make it through eight movies of doing this is, is quite clever of them. You know, but they always have his voice, and they always have, you know, being the song, like, how do we how do we do this? And sometimes they're back in time, and mm-hmm. uh, but you don't know that until the end. And they always have some sort of protege that he put through this process and they came out of okay i'm gonna do the same to other people because it changed me Mm -hmm. this guy is hell-bent on revenge Mm -hmm. he's just trying to kill him and to set up these and he had no connection to john like there was no uh he wasn't changed by john he didn't know john had yeah he was a copycat but for no reason like he's not trying to reform these cops sever your spine and stop this like what yeah like like that that makes no sense. Right. And so I'm like he's just trying to murder them, which is fine, but don't make this a saw movie. Right. I can see that. Just make him I'm going to torture you and kill you. Right. That's that's all this is. <laughs> that that is one I had forgotten about that. That's one that made me laugh too, like sever your spine and then you'll be set free. I'm like okay, but <laughs> what what it's missing is like that component of why is her specific punishment severing her spine? Like like do you make a shitty like walk the beat you know, joke like you'll you know sever your spine and never walk another beat as a cop again. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's like there needs to be a little bit more as to like like I said the first guy at least I guess if they were talking about how he like 
he he I think the first guy he had testified uh like made up testimony or something like that it was yeah some, against uh yeah yeah he so was like, a dirty cop and made up stuff and, yeah, yeah so at least that point it's like okay you cut your tongue out so you can never falsely testify again or you die like i can kind of get behind that one right because at least there's like the uh framework of like your punishment fits the crime sort of kind of thing right uh, but yes you're right i i'm not sure how severing your spine <laughs> like how does that play into like even trying to attempt to reform a police officer? I, I don't know. Well, I think it was trying to be more about the thing melting her face. Uh, because she got to where she was. I thought it said something. Yeah. About there's that. always that little snippet there, right? Where he's doing the voiceover and saying why you're in the situation that you're in. But I guess again, if, if it's all about cops being bad cops, then like it needs to be a little bit more relevant than, you know, an anecdotal yeah. story. And even the guy whose fingers are being pulled off. Yeah. That's really gross and torturous, but how, I just don't see how that he's getting out of that. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like none of these had a, a good solution to, to get out. Not even a, like I guess if the guy would have ripped his tongue off sooner, he could have dodged the train. Yeah, he could maybe? have dropped off and walked away. In, in theory, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, and, I, and they don't even say that clearly. I, I'm assuming that what they would say is that he wanted them to reform and and think their ways. But obviously, either way, he gets what he wants. Either the cops reform or they die. But yes, it seemed more like it was just a revenge mission. Yeah, which didn't need to be a saw movie. Um, right and and you while we're still on the kills samuel jackson mm-hmm. they they saw him strung up like a puppet mm-hmm. when they walked into the room had they had him backlit like they did later mm-hmm. you know and just see a guy pulling up a gun that would have made a lot more sense but yeah <laughs> he's clearly strung up there and, and you're looking for him and you know who he is all the yeah. cops know who he is and you just gun him down that that last one was so bad. Like the the one that was right before that with like the glass shards. I mean, whatever. That one was okay, I guess. But the whole string him up like a puppet thing was just it was just corny. Well, and Chris Rock takes a glass shard to the neck. <laughs> yeah. Did you see one sticking yes. out of his juggler as yeah. he's wa- walking around and like that's <laughs> like like that does he pulls the one out of his arms like what about the one in your yeah. neck? Yeah. Well, and just... I didn't. That one seemed kind of unwinnable too. The glass shards. Like I I didn't understand. How he could possibly win that? Maybe if they would have found... Well, he couldn't have. But if Chris Rock would have found the key sooner... Right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And even how Chris Rock was blocking the glass from his head with the track, his entire back is exposed. Yeah. You know, know. none of that. None of that worked. I thought about how... Would it be possible for him to go up and just knock all the glass off the conveyor belt? (laughs) Like, (laughs) so that it doesn't go out of the machine and shoot him anymore. I thought he was going to put the trash can over the holes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It shoots shoots out into the trash can. Yeah, dumb. but it, it was dumb. It was dumb. Um, oh, the cold case room has a vault door <laughs> that requires a combination, dude. And we have like no cameras in there. Nobody can know. It's an evidence room. What was it? Evidence room or was it cold case? Uh, she said she's going down to the cold case room. Okay, I did notice Which, on the safe. Did you notice the brand of safe? No. What was it? It was uh. Jules and Vincent was the the name the brand name on the safe. 
is that Pulp Fiction? Oh, Sam Jackson is <laughs> okay. I, I was yeah. in Saw mode, Pardon and Sam. I was trying to think back. Sam is Jules. I don't know what the hell I just said, but yeah, I just happened to notice that. No, I, my mind was Saw mind, not mm-hmm. Sam Jackson minded. Nope, Sam Jackson but closes the vault door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, locks it. How does he get out? I don't, I don't know. know. None of that. It ha- has the ability to set up like a steaming hot wax machine in there. I mean, I, I guess <laughs> knowing what we know about who the killer ended up being, you could make the case that he'd be familiar with all the cameras and all the stuff, even though he's a rookie, you know, like uh, it's a little bit, I guess, somewhat believable, but I still don't know how you set up a hot wax machine in a evidence room or a cold case room. Yeah. it Without anybody nosing. Right. At all. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I, when she walked in, she wouldn't be like, wait a minute, what is this hot wax machine bubbling over here? <laughs> <laughs> That's not been there before. It, 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 see, my, it's just so frustrating. So you, you have this backstory of this revenge movie, I guess, and, and none of this ties together at all. You're just trying to kill all these cops, which is a fine plot a revenge for your dad that now even his escape from the last room like they can all see him in the Mm -hmm. elevator Mm -hmm. you know they know who he is now i mean it it's i I don't know i I think i thought that they didn't show anyone explicitly seeing him i think what they're trying i honestly i think what they were trying to do was hint that all the cops and shooting and stuff was distracting over to Sam Jackson that nobody saw other dude. But Chris Rock knows him. Well, yes, Chris Rock does. Yes. And they all know who he is. Cause he's a cop. Right. So yeah, all Chris and Rock has to be is like, who's this dude? Who's this guy? Because the girl's that. It's like, Oh, okay. But I guess uh, what does it matter? You still, he could still be, you still got to catch him. This should have been a reboot. Not a continuation. Mm-hmm. Well, they tried to do both. They tried to reboot it, yeah. but have him be a copycat. But not really, because if you've seen any of the other mm-hmm. Saw movies up to now, that's basically what they have done to mm-hmm. date. Uh, it's it's not John because John's been dead. You know, they, they kind of mm-hmm. hint at John, but it's always somebody else, and they're the new Saw guy. You know, and it's it's the exact same, mm-hmm. except this one had Chris Rock instead of Donnie Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. I did not know we Which, had a Donnie Wahlberg a... entry into the Saw franchise. I'm glad I haven't watched. You you did. Did I? Is he Donnie in two Wahlberg or three? was two, two and three, I believe. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I literally haven't seen those since they came out. So, I mean, we're pushing, what, 20 years at this point? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's Donnie. 15 years, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. He started with Sixth Sense and moved straight to Saw 2. <laughs> Hey, when you're Donnie, uh, it's probably a step up for you. It's true. That's true. But he's he's much better. I'd much rather have Donnie Wahlberg, I think, in a movie now than uh, than Chris Rock <laughs> if I'm going for a dram- dramatic role. Probably. I yeah. I don't. You can't do Chris Rock in a dramatic role. You just can't. <laughs> so I'm 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 kind of angry at this movie. I expected a reboot because why else call it from the book of Saw? Mm-hmm. Uh, like people couldn't figure out that the spiral was part of it just mm-hmm. from the trailer. And so you have to hint that. Um, that's I'm I'm just disappointed to be yeah. honest. I can nothing see- clever, nothing 
nothing unique. There is no like even the the traps. You'd think this is going to back to the big screens, and mm-hmm. you'd think somebody would have thought of something cleverer than we're going to pour this on your face and you can sever your spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I I kind got. of secretly wished that when I saw this movie, it would inspire me to go watch some of the other ones. Like, oh well, maybe I did miss something halfway good in some of these five movies that I missed or whatever. But now I see this, I'm like, no, I. Why would I go back and rewatch them? I don't think it's gone anywhere. There are some good parts in, I think, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Except uh, this I, one. I don't I don't think I can say that to this one. Yeah. And this one's better made. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it. This one's better made than a lot of them, but they're not, it's not that much better made. Yeah. It's always just so funny to me. I, I'd like to go back and revisit how often you and I make this comment about movies, but especially when it comes to sequels, it's so funny to me how people that make these sequels focus on the wrong things. Like It's like they truly didn't understand what made the first one or two movies in a series great, right? It's it's so hard to explain. I'm trying to think of other examples I won't be able to do off the top of my head, but I know we've said this before, that it's sort of like, it'd be like if you made a John Wick movie and didn't focus on like the gun fighting and, and cool action scenes. And you just instead focused on the world. It's kind of like, well, yeah, the world is kind of cool, but that's not really why we watch it. It's the action first. And the world is the icing on the cake, not the world is first. And the action is icing on the cake. And in this case, the Saul stuff is like the puzzles and, 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 and the scenarios that you put these people in, that's, that's the meat of it. Not, you know, the other, the torture and the gore and stuff. That's just like the icing on the cake and you're, you're flip-flopping it. Well, you, you said that and I didn't know that this guy directed two and three. Mm-hmm. So had I known that uh, before watching, I might've tempered some expectations just from the fact that he clearly didn't get it. Mm-hmm. it you know, you're bringing him in, you know, on the sec- on the sequel uh, of what they go for is the, the torture aspect and not so much the plot mm-hmm. of what's going on but uh, i wondered because they were doing a lot of flashbacks i wondered if they were going to do um again spoilers for some of the other saw movies is they do the torture thing mm-hmm. and then you realize that that was 10 years ago mm-hmm. you know what you what you've been watching the whole movie of them trapped in there was not now and then the the rest of the story is moving along kind of alongside of it, which was really cool. And, but they did it like four times through the series. <laughs> and so you're kind of, kind of wise to that. Yeah. But I thought that they might do something around that cause they were doing flashbacks and, and, but it didn't, it didn't fit here at yeah. all, but, but they did use that a lot. Yeah. I don't see so. how you could look at this and say that what they did was imaginative. I, no, like I said, they took nope. a bad cop show and smashed it up with a torture porn horror stuff and then just said, here's the byproduct of it. They didn't do anything to make it feel new, make it feel creative, make it feel exciting. Just kind of your same old stuff. So in your analogy of a movie franchise that, that messed up, what about uh, Karate Kid? They thought that you wanted more Daniel LaRusso, so let's follow him on vacation, right? You know, and see how he does, you know, overseas. Like, no, we wanted a karate tournament. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we wanted, and we wanted Cobra Kai. Yeah, you know, that, that's that's what made things cool. Not now, Daniel I, LaRusso. I, I will say, in Karate Kid 2's defense, maybe they thought people wanted more Miyagi, 
So they took him to Okinawa and did that stuff, which I feel like that's that's a forgivable mistake. You could be like, hey, people didn't like LaRusso. It was Miyagi that they thought was interesting. So let's show you more Miyagi. Did we get more Miyagi screen time wise? Well, I don't know about screen time wise, but you definitely get, you know, his relatives, his backstory, Sato. It's all about him, not about Daniel in this one. So I, I can I can kind of forgive that one a little bit. But to your point, I, I see what you're saying, right? Like the karate buildup, the karate tournament. That's that's the thing that you love, not, you know, uh, you know, more Daniel. More, more Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Less I wish I Daniel could, I wish I could think of more. That, I'll have to go look at that after this episode and figure out what what other franchises I felt like really got away from the core of what they did. And I should be able to just look at our episode list. Cause I feel like we've said this before with some of the sequels that we've done, but. And, you know, I feel like we need to do an episode of recapping um, episodes that we've done and other thoughts. Cause I have a lot more anger built up around <laughs> army of the dead that, <laughs> that I feel needs to be out there. Cause the more I think about it, the more things that just, are wrong with the whole thought of everything well and so yeah i mean you're not gonna you're not gonna need to convince me to yell about Zack snyder for another episode <laughs> i mean it's just so i mean just as after we watch movies you know we come out here you know a couple days later and and do it uh do the podcast but then you know thoughts come up mm-hmm. you know N- new information comes to light yeah <laughs> and and you you just want to uh just want to vent so may- maybe we do a recap of uh of things that have bugged us. That's fine. I, I will tell you, we've done two Zack Snyder episodes in like three months, and I, I need a break from all things Snyder. All so things Snyder. We, we can we can vent about other things, but Snyder, I just I, I need I need off a the mental table? break. Yeah, I need a mental break. I need to turn it off. No more. <laughs> fine. All right. Is that it? You got more to say on Spiral, or are we done? I, I don't. I okay. don't. It's sad. It's a sad movie. Yep. I think we exhausted our limits. Um, I have no idea what we're doing next week because June is a weird month for movies and apparently nobody wants to release anything good in theaters in June. So we may either have to scrounge something up or wing it. Uh, Loki comes out tomorrow. That is true. Loki comes out tomorrow. Do we know if it's 30 minutes or an hour? I don't know if we get one or two episodes or how That's long true. each one is. Yeah, because they haven't been consistent, right? Falcon gave us one episode, but Wanda gave us three off the bat? Get, no, gave two? us two. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard. But yeah, Loki tomorrow. That'll be interesting. So, you know, we'll see. But either way, uh, I have to say I'm. I, it's getting so bad for new movies and, and movies in general in 2021 that I am looking forward to laughing hard at uh, Fast 9. Yeah, Fast Nine. Yeah, so you you don't even want to see uh, Hitman's wife, no, bodyguard, no. That just You're doesn't refusing. look interesting to me at all. At least Fast Nine, I can laugh at this. I mean, it is uh, the trailer is so unbelievably stupid. Just the stupidest thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Um, and I I've seen all the Fast movies now. I got all caught up last year. Um, Did I you binge all all nine? Uh, eight. Yeah, I mean, some of them I had seen before. Well, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh I yeah, yeah. Put in there. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. So I've seen the whole Fast franchise. I am, I am up to snuff now on it. Oh, good. Yeah, You're good. You're our Fast expert, and we get Cena in this one. Which why not? <laughs> why not? As Dom's brother. I mean, it's evil brother. Dom's evil brother. Do you really think he's going to be evil at the end of this movie? Well, not the end, but he's going to start off as evil. And then, you know, as you know, it's all about about family. 
It's all about family. I, I hate this franchise so much. <laughs> I can't stand it. It's so stupid. <laughs> you see the box office numbers already, and you're like, God, that's so stupid. Why? Why? And then we go see it. You know. I know, but I feel like I—I I don't know, man. I feel like I have the ability to say, like, I know what Fast Nine is, and I—I I still can't like it, but I can laugh at it. But some people are just like. They love them, man. They think it's like the greatest thing. I mean, I know they don't think it's like the greatest piece of like art movie. I get that. They just think it's like awesome even for what it is. And I think, no, it's just laughable for what it is. I mean, we got Dom catching cars. We got him driving off a cliff with hooking a car. Uh, I just God knows what scene is going to do in this movie. Um, yeah. I hope he lifts stuff. Scene is a bad actor. Stuff. We talked about this. I don't, I mean, but, but you put him next to Vin Diesel. Yeah, he, Oscar. Cena can hold his own. Like, I mean, maybe this is a genius move by Cena. Wait a minute, I get to be in a big budget franchise, and I'm starring. Like, The Rock's not in it, so I don't nope. have to worry about being shown up there. I'm dealing with Tyrese, Ludacris, Tyrese. and Vin Diesel. Like, yeah, Cena has the chance to come out of this being the best actor on the screen. Is Charlize in this one? Yeah, she, she she's in back? the trailer. Yeah, I I think they're alluding to Charlize is pulling the strings still in the Fast franchise, and she's the one that ropes Cena into this. Well, I don't know why she's still doing this, uh, but paycheck, paycheck. But she like she needs a paycheck. Well, no, but I mean, why not? I mean, I, I don't <laughs> think anybody's gonna look at Charlize and be like, oh, well, your reputation's tarnished because of Fast Nine. They're like, whatever, Fast no. Nine, go ahead, go do your thing. Well, sure. I'm not saying that, but it's more of a like she is an actress. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not not really what you need to be qualified for this movie. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, there's there's a a vast difference between her and everyone else who's ever touched this franchise. Yes, agreed. So I'm just like, like, why are you here? Right. But yeah. But again, she she's amazing, so she can only help. Yep. But. But why are you here? I know. Well, uh, between now and Fast 9, we'll, we'll find some stuff, I guess. <laughs> All right. Carson, where can they find you on Twitter? At Carson Graff, G-R-A-F-F. You can find me at, at Two Views Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. You can find the show, uh, see, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at, at Two Views Movies. And you can always email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically anywhere you listen, we are there. If you already subscribe... Leave a review and let everybody know how much you love the show. Uh, we will be back sometime between now and Fast 9 covering I don't know what. We're going to wing it. We'll figure it out. But uh, we will catch you next time. Keep looking for giveaways. Oh, yeah. Definitely keep looking for giveaways. Bye-bye. Something good, something bad, bit of both, bit of both.